You are listening to the Sunnybrook Unscripted podcast, where we talk real life, answer questions, and take a deeper practical look at the topics we talk about on a Sunday morning. To learn more about Sunnybrook Church, including our Sunday gathering times and opportunities throughout the week, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. Today, we are talking with Pastor Jeff Mose. Well, welcome or welcome back to the Sunnybrook Unscripted podcast. I am Lydia Miller here with my dad, Pastor Jeff. And today we are getting into kind of a new subject and a new area of podcasts. We're going to kind of take a look at what we believe as a church. We've covered this a little bit before, looking at our vision statement, our mission statement that we're seeking those who don't know Jesus, growing those who do, sending those who will. We've covered that that kind of is our basis for why we do everything we do, but it actually goes a little bit deeper than that. And we have kind of, I don't know, a second rung, I guess you could say, um, of belief statements that we're going to cover today. Yeah, we'd really call them our values, so to speak, what we kind of cling to. And the, and the idea behind it was just simply this is once we came up with a vision statement that was kind of the front and the back half of the Great Commission, and then we added that part of, hey, we need to send people back out into the world. We say, well, listen, that, that's the vision statement of most good churches. Most good churches that say, hey, our responsibility is to reach people for Christ, grow them up in the faith. So what makes Sunnybrook Community Church different? So, uh, you know, when I came almost 20 years ago now, uh, the elders said, let's write some values to say, in effect, uh, yes, this is our vision. It's vision of most churches. But what makes Sunnybrook different? And then we adopted uh, kind of 10 values that sort of fleshed out mm -hmm. how our vision statement played out here at this mm -hmm. church. And I know I'm excited for this. I know you are a little bit nervous it's going to be boring, which is kind of up to you whether you're boring or not. But story of my life. I think this comes into play so much in why we do things the way that we do. And I think anytime we come up against criticism from people who maybe attend different churches or even people here who don't necessarily understand why Sundays look the way they do, why Wednesdays look the way they do. I mean, really, it all comes back to these. Yeah, I think this is where it could get exciting. We're going to kind of pull back the curtain and say, here's the guiding principles of why we do what we do. Because you can do church in a lot of different fashions. So why does Sunnybrook do church the way they do? And it really hangs on these 10 values. And different than a lot of churches who write values or write a mission statement and then never see them again, mm -hmm. uh, we use our vision statement and our values all the time. In fact, we often say to people, well, how does that promote our vision? Well, what value does that sort of you know, support. So uh, this is serious stuff for mm -hmm. us. And I think if you are someone who wants to be an active and committed member of a church, you have to know and grab onto these yourself. I think some of my favorite stories are people who have been here for years and years and years, and they were here through the organ phase and then eventually the electric guitar phase and all of those things. And I remember um, speaking uh, to one of those older gals one time and she said, you know, it's not really for me, but it's for young people. And I'm so for young people, people that can grasp the mission, even when it doesn't look like maybe their preference of church. Amen. And it's one of the reasons these 10 values, in a sense, say to people, hey, uh, this is why we do what we do. We're not just doing it because it's the latest, greatest or the coolest thing out there. Or we just wanted to do things different just to sort of tick people off. That, that's not why we did any of this in the transition. We, we had specific things that we were trying to accomplish that were values that we clung to mm -hmm. that allowed us to change things in a way that had value and meaning behind it, not just to do so in order mm -hmm. to do so. Yep. 
that we aren't looking to just be flashy or get as many people Not in the building in the as we least. possibly Although can. Although we've, we've heard that criticism. Yeah. Let's be fair and say, you know, some people think, well, they, they just do that so they can draw a bigger crowd. They just do that because that's the latest that all of the churches out there are doing. No, no, we've got specific reasons why we do what we do. Mm -hmm. And really founded in scripture reasons. Yes. Yes. I think so. In fact, in every yeah. one of these, I want to yeah. try to give you some scripture mm -hmm. that supports this and what our thinking was out of that. Yep. So for the next few weeks, we're going to walk through these a couple at a time, what these core values are, and hopefully give you a better understanding, um, really, A, so that you can understand why things look and work the way they do, that you can know that it is founded in scripture and in prayer, and then also uh, so that you can be an even more committed member of everything that is happening um, here at Sunnybrook. Amen. So let's go. The first one um, is, a, is a little bit of a wordy one, so stay with me. But the first core value is the anoint, that anointed teaching is the catalyst for transformation in individuals' lives and in church. First off, let's talk about anointed teaching. What do we mean when we say that anointed teaching is the catalyst for transformation? Yeah, and I would say this. We updated that a little and we added the words anointed teaching of the Word of God. because. Mm -hmm. Again, sometimes you assume things in churches and we didn't want to just think anybody's anointed teaching, but it's anointed teaching of the Word of God. By anointed, we said this, we really believe that a person, before they communicate the Word of God, whether it's from the platform on Sunday morning or whether it's in a children's ministry, a youth ministry, or a college ministry, they ought to be studied up, prayed up. Mm -hmm. uh, again, we come usually into the scenario, elders will pray over you, leaders in the ministry will pray over you. Mm -hmm. So we're saying, listen, because this is spirit illuminated, the word of God is, we're praying that the spirit of God would come upon this person, that they would be anointed as they begin to teach. It wouldn't be their words, it'd be the word of God, that the spirit would lead and guide them through that time together. Now, certainly much of that takes place in the prep time. There's a sense in which the spirit of God comes and gives insight and understanding as you prepare. But even now, as you stand in front of people, again, youth ministry, children's ministry platform, that we're trusting and praying that the anointing of the Holy Spirit would rest upon them so that they would teach the Word of God and, and that people would be able to, to grasp it as the Holy Spirit pierces and penetrates their hearts. We were also saying within this, listen, the Word of God is critical. It's mm -hmm. central. It's one of the reasons we made this value number one, mm -hmm. is we want the anointed teaching of the Word of God to be the catalyst of transformation in individual lives and the life of the church. So we said, listen, we're going to teach and preach the Word. And that's central to who we are. So I don't care if it's youth ministry or children's ministry. We say, listen, you got to take a passage of scripture because, and we've said this before in communicators workshop, but the word of God itself, just the mere reading of it has the power to change lives. If it's living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, pierces and divides, then we say anytime the word of God is taught or preached or just merely read, it has mm -hmm. the power to change individual lives. So that's critical mm -hmm. for us. I was speaking with a volunteer not that long ago. She's been coming for maybe about a year or so. And I remember she said, you know, I never came here because I always heard you guys were such a cult. And she said to me, but you actually do teach the Bible. <laughs> yeah, and I think that was the one thing, even in the transition, people would say to me, you know, it feels, and people would often say this with regards to methodology, it feels like you're going more liberal because we were using more contemporary stuff. Mm -hmm. But when you teach, it feels more theologically conservative because mm -hmm. you're going back to the Word. Mm -hmm. So I always liked that, even though mm -hmm. I know it was said in a derogatory mm -hmm. fashion. I'm like, yeah, that, that's good. I, I actually like to hear that because I, 
I think the, the teaching of the Word of God has got to be central to everything that we do. Mm -hmm. And then the hope out of that. I know um, you're so prayerful in your message prep, and I know that you spend all of your time in the Word. The hope is always that lives are then transformed. Yeah, in fact, that's how we wrote that statement. If I could just focus on that for a minute. You know, we said, listen, the anointed teaching of the Word of God is the catalyst mm -hmm. for transformation in individual lives and the life of the church. So we were saying, in effect, listen, we are not just teaching for Bible knowledge. Mm -hmm. We're not interested in just having people fatter in their Bible knowledge. Mm -hmm. We're teaching for transformation. And again, there's several scriptures that support this value, but the one that I like to cling to is always found in James chapter one. I think it's about verse 23, uh, 24, where James says, the word of God is sort of like a man who would look in the mirror, or the word of God, you know, reading it and then doing nothing about it. sounded like a man that would look in the mirror see that he's got something wrong. Let's say you just ate breakfast, you got jelly on your face, and then you walk away and you do nothing about it. Mm. He said, no, no, listen, if the Word of God is like a mirror that you look into and you see something needs to be changed, jelly needs to be wiped mm. off, do it. Mm -hmm. And so, so we're saying anytime we teach, and we say this with regards to all of the areas of ministry here at this church, listen, teach in such a way that the Word of God becomes applicable to people's lives. Mm -hmm. We try to illustrate it, we try to apply it as much as we can, because we're teaching not for knowledge sake, we're teaching so that hearts and lives would be transformed more to the likeness of mm -hmm. Christ. So uh, we think it's not only true in the individual life, but notice how we say in the church too, because the teaching of the Word of God is sort of like a rudder that steers the entire ship of the church. So we're saying, listen, we're constantly teaching so individual lives would be transformed and collectively we as a church would be transformed to the likeness of Christ. Mm -hmm. I think my favorite thing about this core value is when you are dedicated to the Word of God, dedicated to prayer over your message, just the blessing that you receive because of that. I've heard so many people come up to you and say, you were speaking directly to me this morning. And I always want to say, he's not that smart. He, no. he can't do that. But it's just incredible what um, God can do with that and how he can speak and pierce hearts, just what his word says. Yeah, just to, to give a funny side note to that. I, when I fairly, first started in ministry, people would say to me, well, God said this to me when you spoke. And I go, oh, I didn't mean that. I meant right. this. So, and I start, I go, no, you know what? That's how the Spirit of God takes the Scripture and applies it different in people's lives. And I think that's exactly right. That's why you and I, as we speak, are nothing but mouthpieces and tools God uses to somehow speak to people's lives. And, and we just have the privilege of being able to be, which you and I take very seriously, mm -hmm. uh, the communication of God's Word. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, well, we are going to come back next week. We're going to cover a couple more of these core values. So make sure that you tune in and join us. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org or download the Sunnybrook Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast.